This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Sadly, what we're seeing played out in the political world is not what you may think. It's all an act. In fact, this is not an election. This is a con game, a scam, a grift, a hustle, a bunco, a swindle, a flim-flam, a gaffle, and a bamboozle. In this carefully choreographed scheme to strip the American citizenry of our power and our rights, we the people are nothing more than marks, suckers, stooges, bugs, rubes, or gulls. We are victims of the deep state's confidence game. In this particular con game, every candidate dangled before us as some form of political savior, including Donald Trump and Joe Biden, is part of a long-running, elaborate scam intended to persuade us that, despite all appearances to the contrary, we live in a constitutional republic. In this way, the voters are the dupes, the candidates are the shills, and as usual, it's the deep state rigging the outcome. Terrorist attacks, pandemics, civil unrest, these are all manipulated crises that add to the sense of urgency and help us feel invested in the outcome of the various elections, but it doesn't change much in the long term. No matter who wins this election, we are all still prisoners of the deep state. We just haven't learned to recognize our prison walls as such. It's like that old British television series, The Prisoner which takes place in a mysterious, self-contained, cosmopolitan, seemingly idyllic retirement community known only as The Village. Perhaps the best visual debate ever on individuality and freedom, The Prisoner, centers around a British secret agent who abruptly resigns only to find himself imprisoned, monitored by militarized drones, and interrogated in The Village, a beautiful resort with parks and green fields, recreational activities, and even a butler. While luxurious, the village is a virtual prison disguised as a seaside paradise. Its inhabitants have no true freedom. They cannot leave the village. They are under constant surveillance. All their movements are tracked. Residents of the village are stripped of their individuality and identified only by numbers. First broadcast in Great Britain 50 years ago, The Prisoner is a dystopian television series described as James Bond meets George Orwell filtered through Franz Kafka, confronted societal themes that are still relevant today. The rise of a police state, the loss of freedom, round-the-clock surveillance, the corruption of government, totalitarianism, weaponization, groupthink, mass marketing, and the tendency of human beings to meekly accept their lot in life as prisoners in a prison of their own making. The series protagonist, played by Patrick McGowan, is number six. Throughout the series, number six is subjected to interrogation tactics, torture, hallucinogenic drugs, identity theft, mind control, dream manipulation, and various forms of social indoctrination and physical coercion in order to persuade him to comply, give up, give in, and subjugate himself to the will of the powers that be. Number six, however, refuses to comply. In every episode, number six resists the village's indoctrination methods struggles to maintain his own identity, and attempts to escape his captors. I will not make any deals with you, he pointedly remarks. I have resigned. I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. 
Yet no matter how far number six manages to get in his efforts to escape, it's never enough. Watched by surveillance cameras and other devices, number six attempts to escape are continuously thwarted by ominous white balloons like spheres known as rovers. Still, he refuses to give up. Number six escapes become a surreal exercise in futility. Each episode an unfunny, unsettling Groundhog's Day that builds to the same frustrating denouement. There is no escape. The series is a chilling lesson about how difficult it is to gain one's freedom in a society in which prison walls are disguised within the seemingly benevolent trappings of technological and scientific progress, national security, and the need to guard against terrorists, pandemics, civil unrest, and so on and so on. The Prisoner's Village is also an apt allegory for the American police state. It gives the illusion of freedom while functioning all the while like a prison, controlled, watchful, inflexible, punitive, deadly, and inescapable. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. This is the new mantra of the architects of the deep state and their corporate collaborators, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Instagram, and so on. They see your every move, what you read, how much you spend, where you go, and with whom you interact, when you wake up in the morning, what you're watching on television, and reading on the internet. Every move you make is being monitored, mined for data, crunched, and tabulated in order to amass a profile of who you are, what makes you tick, and how best to control you when and if it becomes necessary to bring you in line. Consequently, we now find ourselves in the unenviable position of being monitored, managed, corralled, and controlled by technologies that answer to government and corporate rulers. Consider that on any given day, the average American going about his daily business will be monitored, surveyed, spied on, and tracked in more than 20 different ways by both government and corporate eyes and ears. This is the electronic concentration camp, the village in which we are now caged. It is a prison from which there is no escape, certainly not if the government and its corporate allies have anything to say about it, and none of this will change no matter who wins this upcoming presidential election. That's the hustle, you see, because despite all the work being done to help us buy into the fantasy that things will change if we just elect the right candidate, the day after a new president is sworn in, we'll still find ourselves prisoners of the village. So how do you escape? Remove the blindfold that blinds you to the deep state's con game. Stop doping yourself with government propaganda and break free of the political chokehold that has got you marching in lockstep with tyrants and dictators. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on American People, until you come to terms with the fact that the government is the problem, no matter which party dominates, you will never, never be free. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.